Welcome to Flipping Real Estate Like the Pros. Here you'll learn everything you need to know to be a successful real estate entrepreneur and achieve the financial freedom you've always wanted. There's no BS, no fluff, there's zero guru talk, just real real estate flipping knowledge. Here's your host, Greg Simpson. Welcome to Flipping Real Estate Like the Pros. This is Greg Simpson again, and I have an awesome guest for you for our first ever interview on the podcast. And that person is Jason Lund. Uh, Jason and I have been working together uh, for a little over a year now. Jason is my business partner in the real estate investors group that we own here in the Tampa Bay area. Uh, Jason is a rock star, is a real estate investor. He does everything you can imagine from wholesaling to rehabbing. So Jason, Thank you very much for coming on our podcast today. Thanks for having me, Greg. So, Jason, fill in the gaps there a little bit about your personal life. Like, you know, where are you from? Uh, you know, your, your family life, you know, married and kids. Tell, us, tell the Alliance a little bit about yourself. All right. Um, I was actually born and raised in uh, Minnesota. Um, since uh, growing up in Minnesota, I've actually, uh, um, I actually met my wife in Minnesota. Uh, and after meeting her, I guess we've traveled around the United States quite a bit. Uh, we've lived in Denver. We've lived uh, um, out in Seattle. We've lived uh, up in the UP. Um, and we ended up finding our, ourselves back into uh, Wisconsin. I live in uh, Appleton, Wisconsin. Um, and uh, we ended up coming back to the Midwest after traveling around um, because uh, my wife got pregnant with our first son, Ethan. Um, and uh, after coming here, we had him. Um, I worked a job. I was doing uh, medical equipment repair, um, and with the insurance cutbacks and everything else, the way things were going, it would just seem like it was uh, um, it was kind of dying off, and I was just getting kind of bored with it. And uh, that's kind of how I got started within real estate. Um, and I guess I haven't looked back since. But um, but yeah, for as far as my family, I'm married to my wife. Her name is Sarah. I have a son named Ethan, and I have a daughter daughter named Emma, and uh, we have a dog named Tucker, and uh, we like to travel a lot. We go down to Tampa quite a bit, and, uh, you know, we, we like to travel all over the United States, but uh, that's part of the reason why we do real estate. That's a good reason, too. Um, so what do, you, what do you do with your free time? I know because a lot of, if you're like me, uh, real estate takes up a big chunk of your everyday life, so what do you guys do for, for relaxation, or what kind of hobbies do you guys have? Um, uh, well, we love sitting on the boat. We live a lot of sunshine, um, anything to do with sunshine, you know, as long as we're outside, you know, I think that's, that's pretty much our, our, our main goal is always to, um, to be outside being active, you know, whether being on our boat or going hiking or, you know, swimming, anything else, anything to do with outside. Gotcha. So how long have you been doing real estate, Jason? Uh, I started real estate in 2010. Okay. And what, what did you start off as? Did you start off as a wholesaler or did you jump right into rehabbing? I jumped right into rehabbing. Okay. Um, and I can tell you, you know, that uh, that helped me a lot in a lot of ways, I should say. But it also was kind of a it, – it, I got I got my ass kicked a, a couple of times. Sorry for the language. But, That's uh, all right. <laughs> I had a couple of houses starting off that, uh, you know, I didn't necessarily budget right. And uh, I just didn't really, I guess, know 100% what I was doing. 
But uh, I'm glad I got that over and done with because I lost on two houses when I first started, and I haven't lost that house since. Knock on wood on that. But, um, you know, it's all growing pains. How did you get introduced to real estate investing? Because obviously you had a regular job. What what was it that caught your attention or got you interested in, in starting a real estate investment business? Uh, my real my sister was a, a real estate agent, and uh, she had int- introduced me to a few people that were uh, flipping houses, and I saw kind of what it did to their life and kind of changed their life. And uh, I guess that's where kind of where I got interest in it. And then uh, I guess after that, it kind of was stagnant out there. And then uh, I actually went to an Armando Montalongo. Um, Me had, too, uh, huh? They, they had like a little thing at a uh, 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 a hotel. Well, mm-hmm. me and my wife went to the little thing that they had at the hotel, and they were selling a course for like a thousand bucks. Me and my wife said, you know, whatever. She's very supportive of me. She was like, you need to do this. So we ended up buying the course. We went home. We looked it up online, and everything online said it was a giant scam. So uh, we had the course, and we just canceled the check. So in a sense, I kind of got the Montalongo course for free. But uh, that's kind of that's kind of how it all started off from there. And then after that, I found a I found a local mentor that I worked with, and then um, I went through his mentorship program, and I stayed in it, you know, past what our our mentorship guidelines were, um, to help me build and connect with some other people, and then uh, kind of took off from there. Gotcha. So. Tell us a little bit about your first ever deal. One that you said you, you bought a rehab house and you lost money. Tell, tell me a little bit about that deal. Like, how'd you find it? And what are the things that kind of went wrong with that one? Well, I guess how I found it is uh, back when I started, the MLS was, uh, you know, we didn't have to do marketing like we do now. Uh, everything we bought was, was purely off the MLS. And uh, mm-hmm. the first house that I lost money on was a MLS deal. I showed up there. There's probably about 20 other investors that were there. Um, I think the list price came out. It was like sixty grand, and I think we ended up paying like eighty four thousand for it. Ooh. Which the numbers and everything made sense. But what happened is the house was completely full of mold, and it was a Ooh. a twenty four hundred square foot ranch that had a, fi- a finished basement. So the whole house was full of mold. So when we first bought it, the mold remediation company told me that uh, we'd be able to save the upstairs. The basement had to get gutted, but. Being a foreclosure and dealing with an out-of-state title company, uh, we ended up not closing for about six months. So the numbers that I originally budgeted for didn't work now because when I ended up buying it, we had to gut the whole upstairs, and that's where the whole kitchen, there was two bathrooms up there. Uh, It just was a big, giant mess. So we kind of got over budget on that, and then there was – we had a bad appraisal, Mm. and – the bad appraisal is kind of what really kind of kicked us in the butt. The guy would only appraise it as a one bedroom because the, the other bedrooms were in the basement. And uh, it just, it just was a big nightmare. And uh, I think we ended up having to write a check for like 30 grand to sell that house. Ouch. Yeah. yeah really, <laughs> especially after you rehab it, you make it all nice and beautiful again. Yeah. It, it was not, it was not fun. So what kept you moving forward? Because I know a lot of people would write a check for 30 grand and call it a loss and say that was one hell of an experience. So what kept you moving? Um, well, my first actual real estate deal that I did, that was my second, that was my second actual real estate deal that I've done. The first one I actually did was uh, I found it through a wholesaler and um, my mentor at the time really challenged me. He's like, I don't think this is the deal. 
And he's like, I want you to write up uh, a paper and tell me why you think this is the deal and, and what the best strategy is and everything else. So um, I did all that stuff and uh, I ended up buying this house. And from the time I bought it to the time I turned around and sold it was 21 days. So it was kind of like a, a wholesale in a way. But we bought the house. We closed on it. We went to the house. And this was my first rehab. So me and my wife were there painting. The <laughs> house was in really good shape. It just needed cosmetic stuff. We weren't even going to change the carpet in there. Um, but we were in there painting. And we got we got about halfway through the living room. And uh, all of a sudden, we had a knock on the door. And uh, it was a lady that was there. And she's like, hey, how did you get this house? And we said, hey, we bought it through a wholesaler and so on and so forth. And uh, it kind of explained that process to her. And she said, well, I was trying to buy it when it was a HUD and I, and when it was a HUD, it was listed for like 70 grand and I would have paid 70 grand for it. You know, would you be willing to sell it for 70? Well, we, we ended up buying it from wholesaler for 42. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So we were like, for there sure. <laughs> so, uh, so my first deal, we made a, we made a whole bunch of money on it. Like I okay. said, we bought it for like 42, sold it for, sold it to her for 70. So I knew that there was money to be made in real estate. So having that one bump in the road to me wasn't, it, it was a, a kick in the butt, but uh, I knew I could keep moving forward. That's cool. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's a different story when you, when you have a, a home run like that on your first one, really. Yeah. So it's really surprising too, because like I said, my mentor, you know, he really challenged me. And I think that, that really helped me a lot in my real estate career is because he really challenged me a lot and he made me, prove to him why, why I should buy that deal. That's awesome. <laughs> that's what, that's what good mentors do though. Yep. So what would you say is the craziest deal you've ever had to go through? Craziest deal I've ever had to go through. You know, like inherited property with like a thousand errors or, you know, dead body in the house. What, what would be like the craziest deal you've ever seen? Um, I would probably say the one that I'm closing on on Friday. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I mean, all of my deals, the, the mold house was pretty crazy. Um, but, uh, you know, out of all the deals that we've had, I have a deal that I'm, I'm buying, I'm partnering actually with one of my, my students that I have up here in Wisconsin. And, uh, he got this deal under, under contract and, uh, he came to me and this is the, the house you may have seen pictures on Facebook, but, um, uh, the whole basement is full of, uh, cat crap. Uh, oh yeah. I think I did see yeah. that. Yeah, it's it's uh it's I've never I've you know I've had I've had some some you know animal feces before but never to this level. Also inside that house there was uh, uh I'm not sure what exactly happened with it because it's, my student was uh um working with trying to figure it out but there was also some uh human skeletons that were in there. What? Uh, um skulls. Yeah, it was it's it's uh it was definitely eye-opening, I guess, as far as seeing the stuff that was in there. Um, and uh, the upstairs was completely, it's, you know, a hoarder, a hoarder house. We'll probably end up pulling probably three, three 30-yard dumpsters out of there, just trash. <laughs> oh, my God. Not including the cat crap, you know. Right. <laughs> I've never seen that much cat crap ever. But oh, uh, that God. house was in a, uh, in a state, and the guy, um, the guy that lived in the house passed away and um, nobody found him for, I think it was two or two and a half weeks. Oh. Yeah. So, like I said, there's, you know. You got a little bit of everything on this deal. 
Yeah, <laughs> but uh, it was pretty crazy. But there, there, the airs and stuff like that were um, they were spread out. There was like Tennessee and one down in Madison, and so we had to kind of wrangle everybody together and and uh, get all the paperwork finalized. So, all right. So, how did you find your niche in real estate, Jason? Because I know you 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 kind of have your your parameters of what you buy and what you do. But how did you find that niche, and what would you say your niche is? You know, my niche, I would say, is uh, you know, it, it's it's my niche. I guess is I look at myself as a uh, uh, as a wholesale business, but I rehab. So I guess what I mean by that is everything that we buy, everything that we do, we buy at wholesale pricing. Um, I don't buy our rehabs at our at rehab pricing. I buy it at wholesale pricing. Our first intention is always to to try and in wholesale property, but um, sometimes we just don't do that. We just end up wholesaling to ourselves, and then we just make more money on the rehab side. But um, I would say that's kind of our niche as far as our marketing and finding finding off off the wall type deals. Um, you know, we we always try and take our our mail marketing to the next level. So, like, if we're going to mail to um, out of state owners, you know, we're going to always keep keep adding an extra layer on there. And trying to find extra pain points. So instead of mailing out a list of a thousand people, I'd rather mail out a list of a hundred people that I know that are going to be highly motivated and need to sell their house fast. You know, so it, I would say that's probably our niche is that we do a lot more digging than a lot of other investors. A lot of other investors will just go on and they'll say, "Hey, I'm going to mail probates," or "Hey, I'm going to mail absentee owners." Um, we're we're taking those lists and we're really crunching them down and we're really pulling out the the, the gold nuggets out of there. Yeah, we definitely don't want to be blanket mailing because it's just going to end up spending too much money too fast and not get any deals. And yeah, you've got to be very highly targeted alliance with your with your direct mail if you're going to even do direct mail. Um, so that that's a great point. Yeah, so, the last thing you want to do is spend thousands of dollars on mailings and get no deals. I mean, bingo. I'd rather spend five hundred and get get a deal. Bingo, one hundred percent. So. Jason, tell us a little bit about a time that you were going through a, like a little bit of a rough, rough patch in your business, and then how did you like get out of the rut? You know, this business is is it's, it's a, it can be very repetitive, and uh, you know, I would say that a lot of people that are in real estate kind of have get into rut ruts and and have rough patches more often probably in real estate than than other careers. I think it's just uh, that it gets after a while, it just gets so repetitive that uh, it gets old. So, like I said, is like I said before, like with our mailing, is is we always, 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 always challenge ourselves. So when I feel like I'm getting myself in a rut, you know, I look at why I'm getting into a rut and what I can do to get out of it, and what can I do to get out of it that's going to make me completely different than all the other investors in in, in my area. So. You know, we tend to sit down and, and I'm a big fan of the the giant post-it notes that you can buy from like Office Office Max. If you come into my office, I have 30 of them all over our walls. They got everything, our entire process, all of our different ideas. We write everything down. But what what I do is as I look at all that stuff and then I, I compare myself to um, all the investors that I know. So even like yourself, Greg, I mean, I, I'll sit down and I'll look at it and I'll say, even though you're not in my market, but I'll say, okay, well, Greg's doing this, Greg's doing that, you know, same thing with, with the other investors in my area. 
And we always try and find what everybody else isn't doing. And I think when we do that, it becomes exciting again. It's like, okay, we got a new idea. Let's take this and let's expand on it. And then we're recreating, you know, our mail pieces. We're recreating um, our different marketing strategies. We're coming up with different ways to target people. And uh, I think that helps me get rejuvenated and me back into liking real estate more. That's awesome because I, I know I've, I've felt that exact same way. And you have to sit back, regroup a little bit. And then, you know, it's sometimes better to take a step back than to keep pushing forward with something that's not working and forcing it to work. When you take a step back, you go, you can reflect a little bit and go, all right, well, that's not working. So let's go try this over here. And I like to be the creator. I like to be the visionary for my business. So I know you're the same way. So that's why you've been to my office. You've seen how many whiteboards I have in my office. I've got like four of them. Um, Yeah. And I have a calendar of the three different months. Like, so we're planning the three months in, in, in uh, going forward at, at all times. So we're always living in the future, trying to implement new things. So that is a good point that that really does help keep us motivated and, and on track. So, yep. okay. Cause I was going to say, you know, the other, the other important thing too, that uh, where people get burned out or I found myself, I got myself burnt out um, is when I was doing everything. So ultimately what my job now is in my company is to steer the ship. Everything else that happens is, is done within our office um, through our assistance. And I think that by doing that, me just running the ship and me just focusing on generating new money and not having to sit in the office and fold letters or, you know, order bayonet signs or um, do our Facebook marketing or any of that stuff uh, really keeps it where I don't get myself in a rut anymore. And it just, it keeps me focused on just making sure that the the revenue is coming in. That's a big thing. That's a big thing that we have to all have to do as, as business owners, we have to just be the creator, the leader and let people do what they're best at. You know, I was, I did the same thing, man. I, I, I'm a control freak. So I I'm, I'm really hard. It's really hard for me to let go of some of that control but honestly, what it was for me is was uh, getting um, hooked up with the property mob uh, and getting that first virtual assistant that took all of the grunt. I mean, a majority of the grunt work off my table. And I was so relieved and it was like, holy crap, I don't have to do everything anymore. And it's, it's slowly gotten to the point where I have I have like now four virtual assistants and a personal assistant. So it, it's a, it's imperative that you have that. Um, whether they're in-house or, or, or employees or whatever, you've got to have some sort of structure to take the load off of you. If I didn't have that set up for me, I wouldn't be able to sit here recording a podcast with you. Yeah, exactly. Or I wouldn't be able to sit here having exactly <laughs> be able to be on the podcast. So yeah. So uh, what's one thing you know now you wish you knew when you first started in real estate? Man, you know that. That, that I would say is kind of a tough one, you know, I mean, because the biggest thing I would tell, I would encourage anybody to do starting out in real estate is to find a mentor. Um, like you said, with the property mob, you know, the same thing with like, even me just going to the Armando Montalongo thing and buying his course and realizing that I needed to find somebody, you know, ultimately is finding a mentor, whether it's a, a paid mentor or um, somebody like the property mob or somebody like that, because when you find a mentor, they're going to basically what they're going to do is they're going to excel your business. 
they're going to get you there way faster than you're going to be able to get there on yourself or or you be able to sit and read books or you to be able to sit on YouTube and watch videos. Um, a good mentor is going to be there to kind of call out your bullshit and they're going to make you physically go out there and do it. You know, kind of like like I was saying before in my story earlier, you know, my mentor challenged me in my first deal to to write up and explain to him why I thought this was going to be a deal. Um, and if, if I would have never had to do that, I would never be where I am today. That's, that's amazing content there, guys. You might want to go back and re-listen to that because I mean, how many, how many mentors do you have or coaches do you currently have Jason? Cause I have a couple different ones for different aspects of life. Well, how many do you have now? If you don't mind me asking. Um, well, I have, I have two people that I pay. Uh, to be coaches for me right now. Uh, but I also get into, I'm, I'm really big into the, the property mob and, and uh, the stuff that they offer. Uh, but I also, I've been reading a lot more this year, this past year in 2016 than I have ever before. I've been doing a lot of stuff, listening to a lot of Grant Cardone, man, you know, I mean, as far as my mentors, as I look at everybody being my mentor, mm-hmm. that, that I possibly can because you know what, everybody's got something to offer and in kind of where I am in my real estate business anymore is where I'm in my real estate business now is, uh, you know, I don't need all of the same things that I did when I first started out. So it's, I would say it's a little bit easier for me to have that, uh, mentor figure in my life now than, than it was before. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I totally agree with what you're saying there. Um, you know, on that topic of the books, though, I'm a big book guy. I know you are. You've done a lot this this past year. What What would you say your favorite book is, and what book are you currently reading? Um, you know, I, I guess my favorite book that's came out this past year is probably "Be Obsessed or Be Average" by Grant Cardone. Um, I'm listening to it for the second time. Yeah. Well, I was just gonna say, you know, I, I think I'm on my third time right now. Wow. <laughs> it's a good book. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things that uh, it's a, it's a definite eye opener. And um, when I listened to it for the second time, cause I listened to it on audible. Uh, when I listened to it for the second time, uh, it really, I think I got, I, I understood it a lot more and kind of pushed me to make bigger and, and better goals for myself for 2017. And now this time going through it, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm really, focusing on, on my goal setting for 2017. That's exactly why I picked it up for the second time this week. I uh, went for my morning walk this morning for about half an hour and got a few chapters in. I don't know about you, but I listen to everything at two times speed because I don't have time in my day to, to read or listen to a lot of books. So I don't, you know, I, I, and I absorb it pretty, pretty well, even at that speed. Yeah. Yeah. I don't quite, quite listen to it that fast. Um, but you know, I listen to it when I, as soon as I get in my car, it gets turned on. When I get in the office, it gets turned on. You know, it's, it's, it's always just continually playing and, um, you know, I'm doing my work, but you know, sometimes I just stop and listen to it for five minutes and then I get back into what I'm doing. Um, so that's how, kind of how I do it, but listening to it really fast, just, uh, it doesn't work for me. Okay. Yeah. And everybody has their own thing. What I actually like to do is what I tell everybody, uh, is, well, you can't do it with Grant Cardone because the guy goes off on a million tangents in his audible uh, version of his books. But um, I like to buy the book and read along with the audio so I can absorb it twice as much. Because, you know, some people, even myself, sometimes I absorb it better by listening and sometimes I absorb it better by 
reading. So I combined the two together and I really absorbed that kind of stuff a lot better. So Jason, with constant newbies coming into this business, how do you separate yourself from the rest of those newbies? From the newbies? Yeah. Because everybody tells that they can buy their house in five days or 10 days or whatever. How do you separate yourself from that? Uh, I can prove it. Uh, and I think within our marketing and stuff like that, the marketing stuff that we do, uh, we, you know, we're not sending out le- yellow letters. I mean, we're sending out stuff that, that's got our company info in it. You know, it's got pictures of our office location, which is, you know, downtown Appleton. Um, you know, we're really, we're really doing all of that stuff. Plus when we go to our appointments, you know, we got a vehicle, our vehicles are wrapped. Um, you know, we're coming in, we're, we're doing, uh, the credibility kit. Ah, yes. We started doing that too. Yeah. And so, you know, like when our marketing is going through is, you know, that is a big key, you know, to our business plus having, you know, letter recommendations in there. Uh, We're really close with our title company. So if anything comes up, I can literally call my title company right there while I'm sitting at the homeowner appointment and we can go over anything that would need to be, that might be a title issue or if it's a probate, our title company is amazing and they help us through everything. Yeah, that's 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 a great example of the one of the alliances you must have in this business. Uh, title companies are key. Real estate attorneys are key. Uh, even business attorneys are key. You know, we've got a kick-ass business attorney, uh, Jason and I use here in, in the Tampa Bay area. We've got, I've got a great real estate attorney. You know, and those are the people you have to surround yourself and build those those foundational relationships with. So that when you have something like that, like you said with the title company, you can just make that one phone call and boom, it's done. And vice versa. I always say it vice versa because you know if that title company had a closing fall apart at the last minute, they could call you, Jason, and say, hey, can you close this out in a couple of days? And you'd be like, well, yeah, if the numbers work out, I'll I'll take it. You know, And that's the thing you have to do as, as a business owner is not just go out there and do the business and doing the work. You've got to build relationships with those people and build that alliance. Yeah, it, you got it 100% right there. You know, it's the same thing as we look at everybody. Everybody's on our team. Everybody's on our level. You know, the people that do work for me or, you know, even like the title companies or our insurance guy. Anybody, you know, I keep, I consider everybody equal. We're all on the same team. We're all all there for the same exact goal, except, you know, everybody has just a, a different part of that final objection. Exactly. It's all it's all like we, we're moving our office to uh, the Ebor area here in Tampa, and we're we're building our alliance even stronger because we're essentially moving in a title company. We're moving in an insurance company, a hard money lender, a regular lender, or, you know, mortgage broker. All of those key components that we use on a daily basis will be in one office for our brokerage and for 1-800-OUT-FAST. So that way it's a symbiotic working rela- relationship between all of us. And I know not everybody can do that, but that takes, you know, time and energy and, and, and um, expertise in your field, but it's, it's so important to have that at your fingertips one way or the other. Yeah. And especially for people that want to work with you because you having all that stuff in your guys's office would make me want to work with you because I only got to go to one spot. I don't have to make multiple phone calls. I can literally just walk in your office and I could probably be done and out of there in less than an hour. That's, that's the goal. That's exactly our goal. So before I get you out of here, Jason, again, I appreciate you taking the time. 
What do you think is the most common mistake that the newbies make? Because a lot of our listeners are brand new. They're just getting started in it. So what's the biggest mistake you see your students making, our students making in the very beginning of their, their business? Um, over, overanalyzing. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> overanalyzing. Literally, you know, concerned with this and concerned with that. Literally, you know, who cares? If you don't have any money and you got to make bandit signs, if you got to go and get cardboard and a black marker, you know what? By starting and doing one small thing is going to get you way farther than you sitting there and saying, "Well, I can't afford this, or I can't do that, or I don't have time to do this," or you, you know, I I don't I don't like to deal with uh, excuses. And uh, you know, my coaching students, you know where they're at. They they all have a freaking amazing track record because I tell them the exact same thing: is you know, if you don't have any money, go make a sign and stand on the side of the road, and they do it. But that's also where they go from making $20,000 a year to making over a hundred, hundred thousand dollars in the year. Wow. But cause they're willing to do stuff that other people aren't. That's true though. I mean, my message was always, uh, if you're marketing like the herd, your message is not being seen nor heard. Exactly. So yeah, you always have to be different in this business. Otherwise you're going to just, you're going to get sucked up with the rest of them. Yeah. All right, Jason, let's talk a little bit about TB Rio. You and I have been partners in TB Rio for, for about almost a year exactly now. It's, it's the end of, the, of, of 2016. You know, let's talk a little bit about TB Rio and, and what, what got you interested. I know you owned a Rio up in your town, uh, part of uh, the country before, and that's kind of what a, appealed to you. But let's just talk a little bit about TB Rio and what we offer. Okay. Um, well, I mean, I guess uh, I got into. Rias, I guess, uh, is kind of my my lifeblood, and that's kind of where I met my mentor um, when I first got started after the Mon- Armando thing. And uh, you know, the Ria is one of those things that is always there. It's always got a good core core of people that are in the Ria, and um, you know, it's always just it's like a, a staple. You know what I mean? If you don't go, if you don't go, it's still always there. It's always still always running, and it's there when you need it. Um, and I think that's my biggest thing with it. And me, me doing the stuff with Rias is uh, kind of my my way of giving back and uh, you know helping other people learn the proper way to to do real estate and uh, be able to vet people the correct way. Um, you know, if people are acting up, I, you know, I don't I don't I don't want them to come to my Ria. You know, it's it's to protect and serve our members. So it's kind of a place where people don't have to necessarily worry about it as much. I mean, we can't vet everybody that comes there, but, um, um, you know, it's a pretty good safe place for, for somebody new starting up to go. Yeah. And that's the whole reason I bought into the RIA two years ago. Like I said, in my first podcast is that it's a way for us to give back to the, the, the newbies that are coming in that want to get started and they don't know where to start. And they, a lot, you, you know, we 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 teach a wholesaling class through TB Ria, and we have students that have spent fifty to seventy to almost a hundred thousand dollars with some of these supposed gurus, and it's all bullshit. Like it's all fake stuff. It's stuff that worked maybe six years ago, seven years ago, um, and they come take our class for under a thousand dollars, and they learn more in one day than they learn the entire fifty thousand dollar course that they just spent money on. And yeah. so that was our way of doing it. And that's why we do what we do because, you know, we don't feel like it's necessary for people to spend that kind of money. 
Yeah, exactly. And you know what? I mean, and the thing of it is, is, you know, Greg, I, I can say this for you and, and about me, but, uh, you know, we put our all into, into the RIA and we make sure that we don't, uh, we don't sugarcoat anything or whatever. I mean, if you want to know something, I'm going to tell you, um, you know, I think that's what the, what's really fun with doing that wholesaling class. Cause even like the last wholesaling class that we did, you know, I was telling some things that I do and you were like completely blown away from that. And, you know, vice versa, the last time I was, we, we did that class, you were telling a bunch of stuff that I didn't know. And it was like, Oh my gosh, this is like crazy. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, that's the, that's really the fun part of it is because you're in that environment and, you know, we're all really passionate about real estate and, you know, you're going to get, you get so much information out of a RIA or, you know, doing different classes that your, your RIAs will hold. Um, it's crazy. And, uh, you know, if, it's way better to go there and spend the few hundred dollars there than it is to go spend the sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars with a big national mentor. Because you're really not getting that mentor. You're not getting that person that's charging thirty thousand, fifty thousand dollars. You're getting people that work for them as mentors to be your mentor. And they've got fifty other students that they're working with. So what kind of quality of a mentor are you really getting with that person? Yeah, yeah, you're not getting a mentor at all. You're getting really? you're, you're you're literally getting some guy that's sitting in a cubicle that's probably not even doesn't even have the the reach to the actual mentor that you think you're signing up for. Exactly, it happens all the time. I mean, I guarantee that that's what happened to us. Um, I know for a fact that that mentor probably wasn't even doing real estate at all. They were probably just sitting there doing their thing, you know, and, and it was a job to them, not really um, anything else. But you know, that's that that is why we do what we do at the RIA. Um, and, and, and that's, again, not only is it a way for us to give back, it's a way for us to, I like people succeeding. That's more than more. I mean, I love giving back. Don't get me wrong, but I love watching other people succeed with the knowledge that I've given to them. Would you agree with that too? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. There's nothing better than seeing David Nelson, your stu student throw big chunks of uh, cash on the floor and, and go swimming in it. <laughs> Yeah. Well, the thing of it is, is, like I said, is, you know, I mean, he went from he went from making less than twenty thousand dollars a year. And this last year, I think he's or the 2016. I think he's I think he's close to one hundred and ten thousand dollars in his first year in real estate. That's crazy, man. That's so awesome. All right, Jason, before I let you go, can you give us one golden nugget that you feel the alliance could take from this? Obviously, you've given a ton of great information already, but what's the one gold nugget you'd like to give to the, to the uh, alliance today? All right. So one thing that we learned and we've been doing lately is uh, we've been doing a lot of driving around. We'll find uh, for sale by owners um, and, you know, different phone numbers. And we'll just collect different phone numbers from different different areas where we might find uh, motivated sellers. Um, a lot of things that we do is we we target people multiple times. So once we have that phone number, or we have that property address. Yeah, you can look it up and you can find them, you know, on your city assessor or your, your county assessor's webpage, and you can send them a mailer. Well, what we do is we take that phone number, we send them a mailer, but we also take that phone number because there might not be a name that's on the city assessor, and we can go into Facebook and you can put uh, type their phone number in in the search bar, and it will pull up um, – if somebody has the Facebook account and it's linked to their cell phone, it'll pull up their profile. Um, so from there, what we do is we will send um, them a Facebook message as well. Um, so not on top of 
the mailing that we're doing, we're also sending them the Facebook message. But it's another, it's, it, by doing that, it's another way of pinpointing to find a seller. Golden nugget of the year. <laughs> but the thing of it is, is it's really cool because, you know, um, that is an easy way for somebody to do it if, if they're afraid of doing cold calling. Some people find it a lot easier to just send somebody a message. And if you can send somebody a message via Facebook. And uh, the cool thing with that also is um, when you send them a message via Facebook, they see what they it alerts you when they've seen that. So you can kind of get them on the hook, unlike you can with uh, a mailer, because you send somebody a mailer, you have no idea if they opened it or threw it away. Right. Uh, so the cool thing with Facebook is you can see when they do it. And then you just keep on, uh, you can keep on top of them right away because you can see that they're seeing your message. That's a good point. So that's, that's great stuff, guys. I mean, thank you very much, Jason. I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us today. Um, hopefully we'll have you on again soon. All right. Thanks, Greg. Take care, Jason. Yeah. You've just listened to another flipping real estate like the pros podcast. You're another step closer to fulfilling your dreams as a successful real estate entrepreneur. We'd like to thank you for putting your trust in us to be your guide into this exciting venture called real estate investing. For more information, visit our website at www.flippingrealestatelikethepros.com. Catch you on the flip side, Alliance.